Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're in the middle of a series that we're doing right now called Expressions. And it's called Expressions because... What we see in a particular, we've been, we've been kind of uh, uh, beating a verse to death, and we're not even done yet. We're going to keep beating this verse to death until everyone in here has memorized it from beginning to end. So uh, let's check it out. This is Galatians uh, chapter 5, and uh, I'm reading out of the New Passion Translation. So some of y'all, your, what you read, uh, like in your Bible app, or if you have a Bible at home, it might look different than this. That's okay. Um, it's a translation of an ancient language and an ancient culture. We're just trying to figure it out. So um, I want to read, this is Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And if you haven't heard of this before, it's referred to lovingly, affectionately, as the fruit of the Spirit. And it says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. See, that's why it's called, that's why we're calling this series Expressions, because these are all of the different expressions that divine love comes out of us having been produced by the Holy Spirit, okay? You with me so far? Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit, Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. And what we've done for the past couple of weeks is kind of gone through these, gone through each of these, and say, okay, well, first of all, what does it mean to have fruit produced in us by the Holy Spirit? And if you haven't been here over the past couple of weeks or haven't been a part of the Expression Series, real quick, I want to just give you a glimpse of what it means, what the Bible means, what this particular verse means, when it says the Holy Spirit, because I, I don't know about you, when I grew up, sometimes, when we, you know, I grew up going to Catholic church, and we'd go to Catholic church, and they would say the Holy Spirit, that was, all, that was always very mysterious to me. I never quite, I just, I pretended to know what it means, and I just, I assume that most people just pretend to know what it means, because nobody wants to ask, because it's been thousands of years, and no one's asked. And so I, I, I would pretend to know what it means, or like, yeah, I think I know kind of what it means. You know, you do, you, you know, anybody remember, you know, you do Father, the Son, and the, you know, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. <laughs> I didn't think that went through at all. Just quoting Austin Powers, that got away from me. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so I was like, I just knew Holy Spirit was part of, part of the chant, part of the prayer, part of the thing. And so I just want to kind of give you a quick glimpse of what the Holy Spirit is God's presence on earth. So when we talk about spending time with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit producing something in us, that is God's presence on earth. And so rather than, rather than it being this mysterious thing for you I, want you, to, I want you to be able to grasp on it with both hands and say, okay, I know the Holy Spirit. When it refers to the Holy Spirit, spending time with God. So if we're spending time with God, if we're spending time in God's presence, what is produced in us? What is produced in us when we're spending time in God's presence? And we get a glimpse of that in this particular verse. 
There's all these amazing fruit of the Spirit, fruit of this time with God, fruit of this presence with God that we can express. We can express in our life. We can get these things. We can get peace and joy and patience. But really, these things are meant to be expressed through us, from God in us, produced in us, and now expressed through us. And so the past couple of weeks, we've kind of dug into joy, peace, patience. Today, I want to talk a little bit about kindness. And it's not going to get as soft as you might think. It might. I was trying to think. This is, I, and I, I don't, well, I'm just going to forget it. I was trying to think this week of when am I kind to people? So then I felt like I was just, beca- I was, it just became this like self-serving list of people I was kind to and things I did to be kind to people. And then I started, and then I started to like rationalize, like, was that kind? I think it was kind. And I think just for your reference, if you have to say, yeah, I think that was kind, it probably wasn't. Might have been, it might have been a nice thing to do, but was it a kind thing to do? It might have been polite, but was it kind? So then I started to think, okay, switch that up. I can have a way easier time remembering when people were kind to me. These are almost like core memories I have in my life when people were kind to me. And I started to think, it's like, why, why is that so, why is that so impressionable when someone is kind to me? In fact, maybe, maybe some of you have seen some of these, some videos that people post online. And it's like, you know, faith in humanity restored. And it's some, you know, some video of a person bringing another person a sandwich. You're like, oh my gosh, there's faith for humanity. And it's like, it's just a sandwich. But there's something about that act of kindness that is bigger for us, isn't it? There's something about when somebody is kind to us, what makes that so special? And I don't, I don't know if I have the answer, but I think I have a answer. So maybe for you can, you, can you think of a time, a person, maybe there's a particular person in your life that is always kind to you. Maybe kind to you when you're not ready for it, when you're not expecting it. Is there, is there a particular person in your life that is kind when you feel like you don't deserve it? Is there, is there a time in your life when you can remember somebody being exceptionally kind to you? I think what makes something kind stand out is when it's not expected or deserved. In fact, I'm the kind of person, I love to do, uh, okay, I'm not a hero, so just bear with me throughout this sentence, okay? I love to do nice things for people. I am the kind of person who likes to anticipate needs. I'll give you an example, okay? Where I'm walking up to Mocha's and Java's, coffee shop, whatever coffee shop. I'm walking up to a coffee shop. If someone is within a couple yards away from the door, a couple of miles away from the door, I'm going to hold it for them. Right? If someone is close enough to the door, I'm going to grab the door and say, ah, please, go ahead. Go ahead. It's on me, you know, no charge. I love to do that. I love to hold the door, hold the door open for people. That is a fact. You know what's also a fact? If I hold the door open for someone... And they don't say thanks. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, 
It, all of a sudden, this kind gesture that I thought I was doing was really only so I could make sure I got a thanks afterwards. You see what I'm saying? You see the kind of person I am? See the kind of person I am? So I, find my, and so I find myself doing this a lot is I love to do things for people. I love to anticipate needs, but if no one anticipates my needs, am I talking to anybody today? If no one's anticipating my needs, then I start to build resentment. By the way, I had, I'm, getting, I'm on the, the hangover part of, of COVID. COVID, hangover. Take it easy. And, uh, and I think I had the man COVID. It's a little bit tougher than the normal COVID. Anybody experience this? It's, yeah, it hit a little bit harder. So hopefully you guys don't get that. I'm going to pray for you that you don't, you don't get that. If I, if I do something nice for somebody and I'm expect, expecting something back, and that's just what it is. It was doing something nice. Because there's something different about kindness than niceness. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Being nice, this is my opinion, this isn't a fact. Being nice is really just the absence of rude. But kindness is intended. You can be nice as long as you just hold your tongue, right? Somebody cuts in front of you, you don't honk. Like, wow, that was the nicest thing I've done all day. They deserved a honk and I didn't honk. Does anybody have someone in your life who honks the horn for you when they feel like you should have honked the horn? Does anybody have a truly evil person in their life like this? Okay. <laughs> My wife, she'll jump over and honk the horn. <laughs> Being nice, in my opinion, is simply just the absence of rude. It's kindness that is intentional. Kindness is intended. Being kind happens on purpose. Kindness is something that is produced in us when we spend time with God. Last week we talked a little bit about patience. And there, there, there's, something, there's, there's something when it comes to like patience where someone is either labeled a patient person or an impatient person. And I say, forget all that. When it comes to kindness, you're not either a kind person or an unkind person. You are a complicated human living in the mess of life who can practice kindness every day, every day, every day. You have opportunities to practice kindness. And kindness in action is tough. It's tough. It's difficult. I want to read a particular uh, a verse today. I know we already looked at Galatians. I want to look at another one. I want to look at uh, uh, the book of Ephesians. We actually looked at Ephesians last week. Different verse, but still in the same chapter, Ephesians 4. I want to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, and looking at this in the context of kindness, what it means to be kind. So check this out. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, and don't be elbowing anybody during this, okay? My mom's really good at elbowing my dad when something's for him. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults, but instead... Be kind and affectionate toward one another. 
Has God graciously forgiven you? Rhetorical question, the answer is yes. Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. That is so much easier said than done. Why does God always want us to forgive everyone in our life? Doesn't he know the people that are around us? Instead, be kind and affectionate toward one another. I was researching this this week, and the word kind here can actually also be translated to sweet. Be sweet and affectionate toward one another. Be sweet. I tell my wife that all the time. If she was here, I would say it. Babe, I just want you to be sweet to me. I'm a sensitive man. I just want you to be sweet to me. She's like, sorry, I am just not that woman. <laughs> so we're, we're, I'm working on her. We're, I'm working with her. Be kind and affectionate to another. Now, what's interesting about kindness is kindness can sometimes feel a little bit soft, right? Kindness can feel a little bit weak. I, I don't want to be too kind to someone who was just rude to me. I don't want them to think that they can just walk all over me. I don't want kindness to, to make people think that I'm weak, that if someone does something rude and that I'm kind to them back, people are like, wow, they'll just let anything happen to them. So sometimes what we'll do is instead of returning a rude comment or something happens to us, instead of returning that with kindness, we'll go, bah, bah, bah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and we'll come right back at somebody because our pride is hurt, our feelings are hurt, and that's why I say kindness takes intention. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, kindness shines brightest. It gets its best chance to shine bright when it isn't expected or deserved. When it's not expected or deserved. And I think that's when, that's when we know someone has been truly kind to us when we are taken back. Is anybody else like me when, when someone is kind to you and does something kind, you immediately feel indebted to them for the rest of your life that you, you're like, well, this cannot stand. Now I need to outdo your kindness in some way. And then it becomes a competition. Is anybody else like that? Okay. Just one person, one brave soul in the back, <laughs> raises hand like that. That's when we know it's kindness when it isn't expected or deserved. Something about kindness changes the way we approach the people in our life. So my challenge today at the end of the day here is, uh, do I want you to be nice to people? Sure, you can be nice. Do I want you to be polite? At a bare minimum. At a bare minimum, be polite. But what would it take for you in your life to be kind to the people around you? And not just to be kind to the people around you, to be kind to the people who don't deserve your kindness. See, that's what's so impactful and powerful about the faith of Jesus. That's what's so impactful and powerful about the faith that we are pursuing here. 
is we're in this faith, in this relationship with God. And the foundation of our relationship with God is that we don't deserve any of it. God reached down and said, I don't care if you don't deserve it. You are worthy of love, so I choose to love you. See that? That is powerful that God reaches down and says, I see you. I know you. I choose to love you because you are worthy of love. How do I know you're worthy of love? Because I have deemed it so. And God is not the only one who can deem someone worthy of love. Did you know that you can do it every day? You can look in the mirror and say, I deem you worthy of love. That might have been for me. You can look at your spouse, your kids, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, and say, I today, I deem you worthy of love. You have that power to deem someone worthy of love, whether they deserve it or not. You know how I know that you have that power in you? Because you have the fruit of the Spirit and all of the things that come with his love being expressed through you. That's what a powerful, powerful impact you have on the people in your life. So when you're kind to somebody, when you choose to express kindness in your life, at work, at the gym, at school, in your marriage, in an argument to your kids when they're not paying attention, When you choose to do that, you are not showing weakness in kindness. You are not letting yourself be pushed over and stepped on because of your kindness. What you're doing is you are expressing the fruit of the spirit that God has put in you. You are acting as an ambassador of heaven and what God wanted us to be like, and you are expressing that in the way that he has designed us to express it. That's what happens when you practice one act of kindness. Last thing I want you to write down, our manners will help us to be polite, but kindness is action that we take. You got manners, you're polite, big whoop. I want you, I want me to take action in kindness. Kindness without an agenda. Kindness, not not hoping that that kindness is returned. That's not kindness, that's a transaction. Kindness that isn't deserved. Kindness that isn't Expected. Who in your life can you think of that does not deserve your kindness? Not your hate. I don't don't mean you need to hate this person. I don't mean that you need to attack this person. I don't mean that you have to ignore this person. Maybe you do. You got to create your own boundaries. You know what's healthy for you and what's not. But who in your life does not deserve your kindness? What would it look like? Just imagine for a second. I'm not asking you to do it. You don't have to do anything. You can do whatever you want. What would it look like for you this week if you were kind 
to this person. And I don't mean you were nice. I don't just mean you had the absence of being rude or that you were polite to them because that's what manners call for. I'm talking about you were kind to this person. All right, now forget this person. I want to, think, I want to ask about you for a moment. That time that you were having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or a bad year and someone was kind to you, what did that one act of kindness do for you? Some of us are, some of us are here today because an act of kindness from someone who invited us. Some of us have purchased the the same car from the same place or purchased our food from the same restaurant or have gone and have gone to the same place of business because an act of kindness from someone who worked there. Kindness matters. It matters to us in our life, in our marriages, in our relationship. So do I want you to be a kind person? Don't worry about that. Do I, do I need you to, is my challenge for you to walk out of here and now you are a kind person? No, take it easy. Slow down, would you? This is moving too fast. I'm married. Here's what I want for you. Instead of you being a kind person, I want you this week to practice one act of kindness. Doesn't have to cost you money, doesn't have to be over extravagant. If you can't do that, if you're not ready for that, you don't need to be a kind person to practice kindness. You don't need to be a kind person to put kindness into action. All you have to do, all you have to do is choose to act in kindness. That's what God did when He reached out to us. So I want to challenge you to act in kindness this week one time. Let it change the way you look at a particular person, the way you look at a particular situation. Let's act in kindness this week. If you could close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment, I want to pray with you this morning. God, we are so grateful to have a God who is kind to us, that does more than we need, more than we want. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to the opportunities that we have this week to be kind to those around us. I pray for the boldness that we need to step out in faith, to be kind to those that don't expect it, to be kind to those that don't deserve it. And for those that don't expect it or deserve it, God, that we would have the boldness to say, we choose that people deserve it. We choose that people deserve the kindness that we have within us, that we have within us because of the time that we can spend with you. We thank you for that, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. 
And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.